The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. I'm a duck, diehard duck to the end. You know Ahmad Rashad as a longtime national broadcaster and a frequent pro bowler as a wide receiver, most notably with the Minnesota Vikings. But before it all, Ahmad became one of the Oregon Ducks' all-time greats with an All-American career as a running back, and he's still one of the team's biggest boosters. As a television personality, in addition to his long affiliation with the NFL, Rashad has covered Major League Baseball and the NBA. He's good friends with Michael Jordan, another retired athlete with a pretty good track record. I'm LaChina Robinson. Those sweet, funky sounds you hear are the Budos Band. And this is Huge Fan, the podcast where stars talk sports. Now, please welcome Ahmad Rashad, Oregon Ducks Huge Fan. Ahmad, thank you so much for joining us on Huge Fan. It's great to have you today. So you were born in Portland. You went to a high school in Tacoma, Washington, um, and attended the University of Oregon, obviously, in Eugene. What first introduced you to the Ducks and to Oregon sports as a kid? Well, I grew up in Tacoma, Washington, and I had a cousin that was a big star at the University of Washington. Uh, His name was Charlie Mitchell, and they would go to the Rose Bowl all the time. But I just kind of liked Oregon's uniforms and I I like Oregon seemed a little bit more cool to me and then the University of Washington they had a lot of problems they had a lot of problems they had this thing called stacking back in the 60s where you could only have so many black players playing at at the same time so what they would do is no matter what player you played they'd stack you behind another black player you know that was called they called stacking so if you had you know if you had like I don't know, three halfbacks, rather than playing two of them at the same time, you just put all three of them behind each other. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those things that I just didn't, you know, I don't know, I don't know who I was at that point, but it was like, I'm not going for that. And I never liked Washington. Oregon was perfect for me. Absolutely perfect. Because I think, and I had a coach mm-hmm. that was great too, that was more uh, involved in, uh, you know, preparing young men for life and not, preparing young men for professional football. The most important thing is to learn how to absorb life and go ahead and live yourself and make a difference. Now, I've tried to explain this to people, but I want to hear your perspective of what do you think makes Eugene special as a sports town? And 
what that college sports culture is like there. Eugene, Oregon is like no other city in Oregon. They have, they have, if you go on the other side of the mountains, it is nothing like Eugene, Oregon. Eugene, Oregon is about the University of Oregon. It is a city on its own. There are people from all over the country that are hippie-ish that come to Oregon. Everything is considered, you know, in terms of life and learning and, and which way you want to go. And I think they've all bonded uh, by the sports teams that have become so uh, really, really good. I mean, our women's basketball program is second to none. You know, the football program is second to none. The men's basketball program is, get, is has gotten better, so much better and better. So we really matter on a national level. And we are very proud to be Ducks. And there's something special about running into somebody that went to the University of Oregon and realizes all the things that you remember. You remember the rain. You remember the dorms. You remember all these things that brought you together. The fact that we had the greatest uniforms of anywhere. No matter what you come in here with, we're going to blow you away when we come out. It'd be like a fashion show. Yeah. <laughs> along, along with the fact that we're going to beat you up, but we're going to also show you a fashion show. So it's a very cool place. And I think that because of all those uniforms, I think they get kids. You know, kids in there just kind of walk by the TV and go, whoa, I like those colors. You know, it's like, yeah. whoa, look at that hat. Look at this. So it's really, and I think Phil Knight is right behind. He's the one that's knocking a home run with it because they are just, those uniforms and those players are known throughout the world because of the University of Oregon. I was blown away. I mean, I didn't know what to expect uh, going to Eugene. I'd heard a lot about it. Obviously, I know about the success of, of the sports, but Kelly Graves, first and foremost, their head coach of women's basketball is one of the best in the business, hands down. And so um, though they have this bigger than life sports brand, Eugene itself was yes. just such an easy community to connect to. I mean, you know, it, you could go to your mom's and pop's restaurant down the street. It felt, um, you know, like a, like a small town that was very inviting. But boy, when it was time yeah. to pack the house for that women's basketball game, uh, never seen anything like it. It was, it was quite an environment. You know what it is? It's personal. Yes. It's a personal city. It is. You know, if you ask somebody somewhere to go, they'll show you right where to go rather than just walk right by you. Yes. So it's really a environment that is, you don't find too many of them. In, in, it's like a throwback in time. It is. So when you reflect on, on your time there, we as athletes, um, I'm a former athlete, went to Wake Forest, played basketball. Our careers are often defined by greatest wins and tough losses. Like, what was the loss that still sticks with you as a player or even as a fan if you feel like there's one um, that's, that's more relevant? We lost to Oregon State three times when I was at, at Oregon. Ooh. And that was, like, the biggest – that was the most disappointing loss even even counting the Super Bowl that I lost, that that ain't bigger than losing to Oregon State. That was just that was horrible. It was like the toughest loss that I've ever gone through is to, is to lose <laughs> to lose to them. And three times. Three times. That's like like usually you you, you lose once and you're like okay that's never gonna happen again. But wow. Yeah, we never beat them, and it was just so horrible. You know, because they were so they were so different than us. I mean, Oregon State is like it ain't like two schools that are kind of the same. Well, they're totally different. And like we were, we were sort of the more um, 
loose. I don't even know how to explain it. And they were very conservative. Uh, and but it was always a. It was a. I mean, it was a. And I don't think they even call it that anymore. Wasn't it? They used to call it a. Whatever they call the game, they don't. They don't call it anymore because it had racial, the uh, implications. Undertone. The the Civil War. It, they used to call it the Civil War between Oregon oh, and Oregon State. Oh yes, that's right. You know, and then I just read recently that they took that off because that wasn't sounding right. But it certainly felt like the Civil War. <laughs> the longest field goal ever attempted is seventy-six yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also seventy-six yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I was there. This is Game Day. So I want to talk a little bit about game day. So when you are getting ready to support your Ducks and, you know, you're either going to the arena or, um, you know, watching on television, like what does game day look like for you? I was not your rah-rah, you know, crazy guy that got crazy. I'm pretty level, pretty easy level, which would really upset people that were rah-rah. Uh. <laughs> if you were playing against somebody that was rah-rah, it bothered the hell out of them that I was just like whistling. They try to get you worked up. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, okay, I'll be right back. What is your approach on the fan side of things as far as like what you're doing during? Are you texting your friends during the game? Got a group chat for the Ducks? Yes. When I watch my Ducks, I'm 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 texting all the guys that played there when I was there. Oh, nice. You know, I'm te- I'll text Dan Fouts or I text Jim Anderson. You know, these guys, what's going on? Or just sort of remembering, there's certain Ducks that we we always tinker, uh, tinker Hatfield. There's just a bunch of us that sort of stay together. And we sort of talk about it, and um, and it's sort of that way. But I guess going to the game, I always thought that it was uh, um, it's fun to watch the game. It's fun to watch the people. It's fun to watch the weird dude down there with a hat. And then there's another guy over there that got no shirt on with something painted on his chest. It's just a really good thing that you want to catch all of it. Yeah. I want to see. I want to. I want to see all of it and be entertained for that sort of. Act. I'm not like the. Sometimes when I'm watching TV, I'll get really fired up mm-hmm. just trying to, you know, everybody, everybody goes for their alma mater, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. So I'm a, I'm a duck, diehard duck to the end. I probably got the game on with three or four other games on at the same time. Okay. And okay. a movie. I got, a, I got a game, two games, maybe three games, and then a movie. Wow. You're a little distracted. What are you listening to? Are you <laughs> listening to the commentary in the game or are you listening to the movie? 
I don't need the commentary of the game because I can, you know, I can watch it and I don't need a commentary. And then the movie, I listen to the movie. That is a lot going on. And you have all of these screens in one room. Yeah, but that's from back in the days when I did television. When I did television for NBC, we had to watch every game at the same time. True. So you sat in a room and it was like 12 screens up in front of you and you had to figure out how you could watch them. And I never had a problem with that. Yes. You know, I grew up from having no television to like 10 of them. I could watch as many as I needed to. Um, so as far as the Ducks this season, number five team in the country. Um, yeah. What do you think about this year's team? What have you seen from them and, and how good do you think they can be? First of all, they have one of the greatest coaches, one of the greatest coaches in the country uh, at any level. I mean, he gets the best out of these guys. He's a great recruiter. And also, he's a guy that's been there before. You know, he's won national championships. He's played on a national championship team. So I really like the way he goes about his job and, and dealing with their players because they play with a lot of pride. And um, you know, their defense, I think, has to get a little better. Yep. I don't think that you can count on always outscoring the other team. I mean, that, that sort of gets a little dangerous the further you go down the field because you got to have the ball to score. So, But I think these guys have the great attitude. They know, they think that they can win the national championship, and I don't think you can ever win unless you think you can win it. And I think Coach uh, Cristobal has these guys in the right mindset. And even the quarterback that's had, you know, everybody's been throwing rocks at him a little bit, but he's getting better every week. And this other kid, Travis Dye, mm -hmm. I love his heart. Mm -hmm. I mean, he plays hard every single game, and he plays with a lot of heart, which all the other guys sort of follow. He's like a leader. Um, and so, you know, I like, I like watching these guys play. Thibodeau, I like that kid Thibodeau too. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, it, the hardest part for me with this new college football playoff format is that the margin for error is so small. Like, you almost feel for these guys, right? Like, you lose one game and it's over. So when you're looking at those teams that are in that upper echelon in the rankings and, yeah. you know, who have a shot, you know, I mean, it used to be, you know, you can get it. You have, an, you have a window to get to your conference championship and you want to play in one of the better bowls. But now there's so much at stake being one of those last four teams. I mean, I can't imagine the pressure they're playing with every week. I don't know if there's a right way to do that, a, a fair way. Yeah. I don't know if you always get the four best teams in that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, they have all these different ways to get there and this, that, and the other. I think every now and then you're going to lose out on a team that was should have been in there that's not in there because of some fluke loss. Right. Or, or, or whatever it is. Yep. I just, I, I don't know. I, I think it's like there's got to figure out another way to come up with uh, how to figure out who's the best team in the country. Uh, and I, it is, there's certain conferences that have a, you know, they're, they're, they, they're, they could be overrated at some point. Certain conferences, because they have been that throughout time. I don't know how to get rid of that, but you could lose a game in a certain conference that won't bother you. Yeah. You lose in another conference, you're out. You're you. So yeah. I don't know how that works. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you support expanding the field? You know, they've talked about adding teams and making it like a true playoff scenario, like just bringing more more teams in and having them play head. -to -head. Yes. Yeah. I, I I do because I think that I think that it should. Uh, you know, it should you should be really trying to figure out who's the best football team, as yeah. opposed to who's going to get the most, who's gonna, how many fans are going to be there, how big that's going to be to promote. Yeah, I don't think that that should be a part of it. You should, they got to figure out a way how it really is. Somebody wins the national championship, they actually really want it, and they had a chance, as opposed to because they went to this conference, 
you know, they got a chance to make it where you left out some better teams in other conferences. So, you know, I think that all that stuff is for somebody else to worry about. <laughs> so you already mentioned Phil Knight earlier, and I heard the story that you once declined Phil's invitation, who's also an Oregon alum, um, to pay you for wearing your shoes, wearing their shoes when you were in the NFL. And you said you didn't think the team, the company was going anywhere. Well, first of all, I think a story that not many people know is, is uh, Steve Prefontaine and myself were the first ones to ever wear a Nike shoe. And I was, uh, Prefontaine was a world-class 10,000 meter runner and, and one of my classmates. And so uh, Bill Bauman put us on a, I wanted to lose weight or something and get in shape. So he put us on this whole thing was every day we'd come in the office or the track office and we'd put these weird shoes on and then we'd run. And so I would run as far as I could go with pre. And then when I got really, really tired, I'd turn around and run back. And then every day we'd go a little bit farther and a little bit farther, but we always wore those shoes and we'd give the shoes back to, uh, to coach Bowman. And then he would like put ink marks around it and make changes and do this and that and the other. And those were the first Nike shoes. Now, once we were, <laughs> once I got a, I think I had just gotten out of college and they had ran out of money or something. It's like, Hey, well, you know what? We can't, we don't have any money. I can, Phil goes, I could either write you a check or I could or give you stock. stock. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, ah, just give me the check. <laughs> so <laughs> from that time on, there have been times that they have reminded me what that check was worth or what that stock would have been worth. And it was like millions and millions of dollars. You know, that happened. I'm, I'm, I'm still good. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have been better. Yeah, I'm good. I'm all right. But it's a great story. You know, now that players are, are making money off of their names in college, you a fan? Are you not? I'm not a fan because I don't think it's I don't think they've come up with a fair way of doing it. Okay. You know, even if I'm the if I'm the quarterback and I'm the, the name that everybody throws around, who protects the quarterback? The lineman. Yeah. So how does that work? How do the how do linemen get nothing and the quarterback gets a whole bunch? And they're the reason that the guy's that good. I think it's going to cause a problem somewhere. How do you decide who to promote? Because right. football, you're good because of somebody else. If you're a receiver, you're good because the line holds the defensive out. If you're a good runner, it's because the line opens up holes for you to run. So you're always, you know, you're always depending on other people. So I don't know how you get down to the fact that we're going to make this guy our poster guy and give him more money than you know, the guy that enables him to do it. I don't know. I don't know how that works. You've done everything from have tea with Nelson Mandela during Thanksgiving to meeting Frank Sinatra. You've had some amazingly cool moments. Those are just a couple um, in your life. But as a Ducks fan, you have yet to win the national championship. What would it mean? Like, what would it actually mean to you for your Ducks to finally win it all? It would be so cool to win a national championship. But it has been very, very cool to be knocking on that door. You know, just the fact that you've been in that situation where you have a chance to get it. And I realize that that's the most important thing. It's like winning it is one thing, yeah. but you got to get yourself in a situation where you're always there. You're always there to the point where it gets, I feel very confident because of the coach. I think that, uh, mm -hmm. I think uh, Mario is one of those guys that he's going to get, he's going to get there because he's been there before. He knows what it's like to get what it's like to get there. So I don't worry too much about that. But when you're always around the door, that's better than never being around the door. 
And there's a lot of schools that have never yep. been around the tour. So I, I actually like that. But let's talk about tug of words. Uh, your new wordplay game show just premiered on the Game Show Network. Uh, I'm a huge fan of game shows, by the way. I loved Supermarket Sweep as a kid, Pressure Luck. I mean, I used to watch all the shows, obviously Price is Right. Um, but as an athlete, what can you appreciate about the competitive nature of like game shows? What do you enjoy most about it? I love the competitive nature. It is just, you know, um, competition brings out some weird things in people. You know, it, it can bring out, it can bring out, um, you know, how you get fired up and really get ready to go back, or it can bring out just all of a sudden you're totally out of your element and can't do anything, but it's still fun. Yeah. It's almost like, um, the game uh, is like uh, having a group of friends over and playing this game that can get really, really competitive, but it's harmless and it's funny. People say so many weird things yeah. that I just had a, I had a great, you know, when, when, when they came to me with the show, it's like, yeah, maybe I could try that. But once I got there, I'm telling you, I look forward to going every day. Because it was so much fun. Yeah. Really yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, and people, like to your point, they get very competitive. And um, I think the word games are always the most interesting because you, you see where people's minds go, right? Or how they're thinking. I used to say that about Wheel of Fortune. It's like, you know, to me, it's obvious. It's like, these are the two letters that are missing, but where did you get that word from? Like, that wouldn't have even been something that, you know, came across my mind. And as I was watching one of the previews for your show, yes. I'm like, what in the world? But I said, there's a lot of pressure there. And it's easy for me to say sitting in, in this seat over here. But um, I, I really enjoy that aspect of it, it as well. Me too. And that happens so many times. It happens so many times where people would say something. It would be like, you know, it's a three letter word that we're trying to come up with. And we're going to change one letter to make it another word. So um, I don't know if it was pop. And then you said, if you had, a, and, the, and then the next thing would be um, if it was, if it was pop. And then the next thing you said, so if you get pulled over for a speeding ticket, you got stopped by a, and I guess the answer would be cop. I've had yeah. people say elephant. And it would be oh, like God. so funny. I'm thinking, what what in the world did where did that come from? And I and I stop. I mean, once they get through doing it, I have to ask and say, wait, hold up. Why where did elephant come from? And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So it just it just and it was a lot of fun. It wasn't like we were making fun of anybody because I yeah. screw up too. I screwed up so yeah. many times, but I just start it. I, I entertain myself, myself and we just want to keep going because it's, I think that's always been my sort of uh, approach to television. Even when I, back in the day when I did the Inside Stuff show is we never did two takes. If you messed up, you just talk your way out of it and keep going, which made it so much better to the audience because you yeah. weren't a robot. You know, you yes. weren't a robot. You can make a mistake. Just keep going. Just say, I don't know what I was saying, but I'll be back. I'll be back in a second and I'll figure out what it was. And you just keep going. Keep going. So that sort of worked there and this kind of worked here too. So if you make a mistake, big deal. We laugh and we keep going. So I think that's just more entertaining for, you know, for the audience and for me. It's entertaining yeah. for me too. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Welcome to Crunch Time. All right, so before we go, we're going to hit crunch time, and uh, we've got some rapid-fire questions, and I need the first answer that comes to mind. Uh-oh. Ready? <laughs> you got this. Okay. You got this. What is your most prized Ducks memorabilia? I have a blanket that they gave the Letterman. When you, get a le- when, you, when you become a Letterman, they give you this blanket with a big O on it. I still have it on my couch. No, I think you got it if you were a three-time Letterman. So I've, ha- I've had it on my couch for... 50 years. Best football movie. The Longest Yard with Burt Reynolds. So this is, I I went to T.C. Williams High School, which is the school that was um, in the movie Remember the Titans. Yeah. So that's always my favorite football movie. Because um, Coach Boone, the character that Denzel Washington right. played, was my driver's ed oh, teacher. Wow. So... That movie feels so personal to me because Denzel did a, I mean, he portrayed Coach Boone so perfectly. I mean, I, that, I could hear him in my ear, Robinson, get in this classroom, because I was always running late. <laughs> and as Denzel was, you know, playing this role, I was like, wow, this is Coach Boone. Like, I have so much respect for his acting. All right, your most hated Ducks rival. Washington. University of Washington. One word to describe your Ducks fandom. Fantastic. Okay. Yes. I love my Ducks. Well, I really appreciate your time. This has uh, been a great conversation. Good to learn more about the Ducks um, for my next visit to Eugene. And um, good luck with your show. Uh, can't wait to check that out as well. I've seen just a, a preview, um, so looking forward to it. All right, thank you, John. Have a great day. You can find Huge Fan on Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and share so other Huge Fans can find us. And don't forget to follow the show or subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. That'll do it for this round of Huge Fan, the podcast where stars talk sports. I'm LaChina Robinson. Until next time, keep rooting your guts out. Go Budos Band! The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal 
and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.